0: Alrighty, everybody. Welcome to the Halos in the Infield Weekly Roundup Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chase, and uh, this is... This is Andrew. I am also a host. or a Yes. <laughs> one of those two. it works. Uh, uh, we both. forgot to record an intro for this episode, uh, so we're doing it now. Uh, so welcome, everybody. We're going to be uh, going over the topics of everything throughout the week. Uh, we're going to try to do it on a weekly basis. If it doesn't happen... It doesn't happen but we're gonna do our best so i hope you guys have a great time and uh thank you for listening so you got some interesting stories for foreign substances they're starting to crack down this week what do you got for me andrew i mean i you know everyone wants to look at like the numbers and like how people are dropping off but i think we really got to start with uh, sergio romo doing like his magic mic performance on the mound. oh yeah <laughs> that was that was a real fun clip that's one, of, that's one of my favorites. Might, maybe all time. He just goes straight over to the umpire, just starts taking off his belt, off his pants. And you take a look here at what Sergio Romo was dealing with. It. He was a, a little bit heated there after the performances. He's immediately thrown off the belt, the glove, the hat, everything. <laughs> Save it for the bedroom, Sergio. <laughs> oh, man, there was, like, what, 35,000 people in the stands, too? <sighs> Dude, I don't know how he had the courage to do that. I think he just got in the heat of the moment, just tunnel vision on he's, the umpire there. He's probably been wanting to do that for a long time. You know, like he's it's his favorite umpire. Yeah, yeah. It's like I saw I saw a TikTok today where it was uh, one of the MLB pitchers, and it was like, "You want me to take off my belt?" And the umpire is like, "Yeah, <laughs> y- yeah, I want you to take off your belt, man." It's just. <laughs> All the memes coming out of it are pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a change we didn't know we all wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we've seen a lot of difference, uh, a lot of change between guys like Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, and uh, Angel's own Dylan Bundy. So what do you got on that? Yeah, so, you know, I I think the biggest one that stands out to me is uh, Garrett Cole. I mean, the Yankees signed this guy for, what, the largest pitching contract of all time, $300 million. Mm Mm-hmm. And I got to say, after the whole Astros cheating scandal, I was kind of hoping that Garrett Cole would just fall off a cliff. So this news has just been kind of like music to my ears. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it hasn't disappointed. So Garrett Cole was averaging somewhere in the vicinity of about 2,700 RPM. So if you're not like familiar with spin rate, the more that you have spin and the more that that spin contributes to the movement on the baseball— And so by Garrett Cole dropping from his average of 2,700 to where it is now, which is about 2,400, he's losing about three inches of movement uh, going left to right. So what that means is that he's not missing as many bats, and the balls he leaves over the plate are hitting more barrels. So guys are going to hit a lot more home runs off him, sharply hit doubles, just things like that. Yeah, and this isn't just a Garrett Cole thing, right? No, it's uh, almost all pitchers across baseball. I know The Athletic, when they reported on it, was estimating that nearly 90% of baseball players were using some kind of the sticky stuff. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to be seeing a lot of pitchers decline. We're going to be seeing batting, batting averages go up. We're going to be seeing a lot more home runs. It's gonna be a, a huge change. Yeah, and if we go back to that a uh, couple years ago when we had the league-wide home run surge, I mean, I would be all for it because I like seeing some good offense, but pitchers have just been way too dominant in the early part of the season. yeah. And I mean, and that goes with, uh, for anyone that was not familiar, the baseball had a huge change to the baseballs. So what they did is they, they changed the core of the baseball and they made it more consistent. And they did it very similar to what the Korean Baseball League did a couple of years ago. And the results there were about a 30% drop in home runs, um, extra base hits. We saw the same thing here. So with that and with the sticky stuff being used, that's why we saw the increase in, like, no-hitters, uh, the batting average being the lowest of all time. And yeah, it just wasn't as fun to watch baseball games. I mean, after all those home runs, I wasn't really enjoying the one-to-nothing wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had, like, six no-hitters there in the first, what, two months? Three months? <laughs> yeah, that, sh- that should have been assigned. It was kind of like uh, what happened with, like, steroids in, like, the 90s when you had, like, the record oh, was 61 home runs. It was insane. Then... <laughs> I know. It's like every other day there was a, there was a no-hitter or a no-hitter watch at least. Yeah, yeah, it felt like uh, if there wasn't a no-hitter, it was like, hey, what's up? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you are just like, I haven't seen a no-hitter alert in a couple days. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, if a guy went, like, seven innings and allowed three hits, it was like, oh, whatever. It kind of, like, cheapened the whole, like, good performance. (laughs) Yeah. Well, going back to the foreign substance checks that they've been doing in the last couple days, uh, we've gotten also a good reaction from Max Scherzer. Have you seen that clip yet? <laughs> you know, I saw a little bit of it. You were telling me about it before we started recording. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I can only imagine. In the middle of an inning? Oh, anything to try to throw somebody off their game and Davey rightfully coming out to protect his guy to see what's going on here. Hey, what, what he expect- Mac drops his hat. And, uh, Carlos Torres is going to get mad at him. This is in the middle of an inning after you struck a guy out. And it was initiated by the other manager. Bob Davey, I'm not standing for this at all. And now Girardi's going to come out and be a bigger part of it. Well, I love how Davey's coming out to protect his guy here. Girardi's trying to find anything to get Max off his game, but honestly, I think it's only going to fire him up more and going to make him better. So, also, we have Shohei Otani, who pitched today, and uh, he had a pretty good interaction with the umpires. I don't know if you saw that, but he was pretty buddy-buddy with them. I, you know, He's, like, always buddy-buddy. <laughs> he, seems, he seems like a big teddy bear. Oh, he seems like a great guy. It, you know, uh, on Otani, I was just listening to the Fangraphs podcast, and they said that there's an Otani cam where they just, every game... <laughs> In Japan, they have a camera that's just focused on Otani. I don't doubt it. it like he's in the dugout, and it's just on him. He's like, just, "Oh, Mike Trout's warming <laughs> up right next to him." No, Shohei Otani all yeah. day, every day. Yeah, they just they just played on all the TVs in Japan. They love their guy. That's amazing. I gotta get like a live feed of that. You know? <laughs> just like watch it before I go to bed. Yeah, some of them are cool. Like um, they have like a batting practice Otani cam, and there was one from like 2018 where it showed him hitting bombs in uh, Colorado. That's where that clip comes from. Uh, But yeah, that camera follows him day in and day out probably. (laughs) It's it's almost like the Truman Show. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of surreal like that. At least he's not in a dome though. That's true, but there's benefits. (laughs) (laughs) Man, imagine the endorsements he's getting back home though. Oh, yeah, he's probably, like, on every vending machine over there. Oh, he's got to be. Do you you think he, like, thinks about that when he's in the dugout? Like, I can't pick my nose right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everybody's watching. Can't do any of that stuff. Well, on the topic of Otani, uh, Shohei Otani and Kevin Gosman had a really good pitcher's duel today. Uh, I don't know if you saw the game today, but it was a uh, tough loss for the Angels. Yeah, I, I tuned in when I got off work at, like, End of the eleventh inning, so I got to see the meltdown at the end. <laughs> oh, that's part of an Angels game, right? Oh man, it, you know, and I hate the Giants too, so it was just like a double kick. Oh dude, it was it was brutal. I was I was texting my grandpa because me and him are both diehard Angels fans. I'm like, why couldn't they have just done this in the eighth inning? Why did we have to wait <laughs> for thirteen innings? You gotta like set it up, you know, for so, like to maximize the pain. Yeah, but Otani only gave up uh, one run on a home run, and then Gosman gave up one run on a home run as well, so pretty good stuff for both of them. Yeah, man, Otani just took such a step forward this year. So cool to see. Yeah, and he's done it with not the best velocity, too. Uh, he hasn't had the 102 kind of stuff like that DeGrom has, but, man, his splitter and his off-speed stuff has been deadly. Yeah, I mean, he he's just so talented. It's, I don't <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Yeah, and uh, make sure to vote for him and many other people at the All-Star Game. I heard you got some stuff on that as well. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, so speaking of Otani, he is leading the AL in the DH vote. Uh, I think right now he has 33% of all votes, which is well ahead of number two, J.D. Martinez at 18%. I think it was so- like 500,000 ahead at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he's going to walk into that. That's just ridiculous. Oh, do you, do you think they'll pick him for as a pitcher and... As a oh, DH? Like I would just love, ball- to see it. Just <laughs> love to see it. Just love to see it. Yeah, that's going to be cool. I hope he gets the hit and pitch in the, in the All-Star yeah, game. Yeah, I do too. Madden says he doesn't have a problem with it, so we'll see. Yeah, they, they better not. Yeah. Wait, so who, who's the, uh, the AL coach again? For the All-Star game? The AL coach will be... Um, Rays. So... What's his name? I don't freaking remember his name. Oh, is it uh um, Ka- Cashman? No. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Cash, right? Cash, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of caches in the <laughs> ALEs, right? <laughs> yeah, it seems like that. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, let's go over the I guess the rest of the positions at first base. Uh, running away with the most votes is Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's at 51, percent uh, well ahead of Jose Abreu last year's MVP at nine percent. At second base, he got uh, Marcus Semien at 34%. at In the NL, second base, you got Ozzy Albies at 17%. He's pretty close to the number two, Adam Frazier, at 12%, uh, who probably should be leading it. But oh, just I would love to see Adam Frazier in there. You don't yeah. get many uh, Pittsburgh Pirates in the All-Star game, do you? No, and Right now they're not doing too well, so I think those fans just don't want to even admit that they're fans. They're just like, ah, they don't deserve to go to the All Star game. And <laughs> yeah, there must be like so much self hate as a as a Pittsburgh fan. There's so much self hate as an Angels fan, <laughs> and we're at 500. I know. Oh man, I was on the, yeah, I was on your guys' uh, subreddit earlier today, and it's almost it's like any time there's a runner on base, it's just self defeatism. <laughs> yeah. All right. At third base in the AL, you got uh, Devers from Boston leading at 28%. Looks like he's going to run away with that. He's well-deserved. well-deserved. Yeah, well of Makata at 13%. Yeah, Devers is ridiculous this year. Mm-hmm. Just the whole Red Sox lineup is doing great. Oh, they're crazy. Uh, in the NL at third base, it, running away with that one, is Chris Bryant at 29%, which is interesting. I think he has more starts in the outfield this year than third base. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting, but he's a very versatile player. Um, He's also had a very good bounce-back season. Yeah, he has. Which is good to see. Uh, I'm not sure what really happened over there in Chicago. It feels like he got kind of thrown out really fast by the fans. Yeah, Chicago fans can do that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, they were the lovable losers for 100 years, So then they won one World Series, and they have the highest expectations. Yeah, now they're like, oh, we must win every year. (laughs) If we don't win every year, we're going to be pissed um yeah it's it's like i don't know i I mean i hate to like be this crude about it but it's almost like watching someone get hooked on something and then all of a sudden you know they're all right all right then they just fall off a cliff, cliff as a fan base Mm -hmm. like they got toxic fast (laughs) (laughs) then uh at shortstop we got uh xander uh, bogarts at 31 Mm percent he is uh running away with that number two is boba at 15 Mm percent In NL, we got Tatis at forty percent. He is well ahead of Javier Baez at thirteen percent. I don't think that's going to be much of a competition. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> He's the uh, pushed, the most pushed guy by the MLB Instagram. Can't oh, yeah. go, you can't go one day without seeing a Tatis post. I think I get three push updates on my MLB app a day from Tatis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tatis walked up the batting walked into the batting gauge. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. you really, you really get a lot of those. But I, I click on it. I watch it. So it's my own fault, too. I'm contributing. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. So in Alfield, Mike Trout, who's been uh, injured for most of the year, has the most votes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's at 15%. So it looks like he'll get in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's good to see. Yeah, he'll just uh, sit on the bench, I guess. That's fine. So you got to have Mike Trout there. He got to. I wish the MLB would push him a little harder. Yeah, he doesn't want to push himself, I don't think. Out in like the social media, uh the public eye, would you say? Yeah. And I think uh with them with them pushing tattoos, I think Trout would be a good counter to that as well. For mm-hmm. the fans that don't want as much of a like a flamboyant player. Yeah, yeah. Trout's a very humble guy. Oh yeah, definitely. And then uh number two is Aaron Judge, and then number three is Byron Buxton. So oh, Buxton's had a rough year. Keeps getting hurt. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. Like in the last three years, he's played what? 120 games? Not a lot of games. And we, we've we seen what he can do when he's healthy. Dude crushes the ball. He's got lightning, he's lightning quick and he plays great defense, but like two games after he comes off the IL, he breaks his hand. I know, that's, that's, that's so sad. He yeah, had those 120 games. I think he's put up like 10 wins above replacement. Oh my God. <laughs> so imagine if you could just keep that guy healthy. That it would be game over if anybody else played in the Twins. It, it'd be like Mike Trout numbers almost. It, it would be. In the NL for the uh, three leading vote getters, we got Ronald Lacuna Jr., uh, Nick Cass- uh Oh man, I'm always going to mess this up just from taking too many Spanish classes <laughs> when I was younger. Uh, uh, Nick Castellanos Good and job. Jesse Winker. Okay. I really want to see Jesse Winker in the Home Run Derby. I think that would be fun. Yeah. I think it would be, too. That's another guy that couldn't stay healthy for his entire career. it's <laughs> finally healthy. Yeah. I love his stance, the way he just kind of leans back into the ball, or leans back in his stance. I don't know why I just thought of that, but whenever I think of Jesse Winker, I think of the guy with the weird back arch in his stance. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of looks like he's chilling, you know? Like he's yeah, just yeah. hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see some of the guys that uh, you would think would be getting the leading vote. Just by watching like social media, like Juan Soto, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Like, they're not in there. Yeah, the big money guys. But, I mean, if they haven't put up the numbers and the people aren't voting for them, then, I don't know, next guy up. Yeah, that's true. Do you do you remember back in, like, 2015 when the Royals were good? Oh, and they had everybody on that roster on the All-Star <laughs> yeah. team. Same with the Cubs in 2016. The Cubs it, had, like, four starters in the All-Star game. Yeah, you would have guys that had, like, a 700 OPS starting. Oh, and there was a guy with, like, a 220 average, I think it was? Yeah, I think it was yeah. Addison Russell. Yeah, that's right, he was. Yeah, it was, like, stupid low, and they made the all-star team because it's a popularity contest. Exactly. It should be not all, not just fan vote, you know? Yeah, yeah, there should be... I think there is, like, a coach's vote for, like, the last... There, there's got to be a coach's vote in there. I seem to remember that, but it might not be. Don't quote me on that. No, yeah, then... It's, it's just interesting because you have the position players to get picked and then the pitchers get picked picked by the coaches. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, I wouldn't mind voting for the pitchers. Mm-hmm. So who who surprises you the most for the vote-getter so far? Ooh. Well, judging from last season, I would think Vladdy Jr. Because Vladdy Jr. had a terrible last season, but he's really putting together a good season this year. Yeah, that was really uh, interesting you know, I was, I was looking at his numbers, and I didn't realize that the Buffalo Stadium was basically like Coors Field. Oh, yeah, it's tiny. All yeah, minor league stadiums do not have uh, very much field. Yeah, it. I mean, he's doing really well on the road, so don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He would have a great season anyways. Oh, yeah, I've seen a bunch of highlights of him hitting in Fenway. Yeah, and so his, his road OPS is 950, which is elite, mm-hmm. but it's 1329 at home. Wow. <laughs> so that is almost like a Coors effect. Yeah, he's hitting 400 at home with a 500 on base percentage. Damn. <laughs> what? Well, what's his slugging at home? Uh, 833. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean. Okay, Vlad, you can calm down a little bit. Yeah, it's like those are like Larry Walker numbers. Oh, yeah. That, that's crazy. Well, what about you? Who's your uh, standout person for the All Star voting? I think, uh, Marcus Semien at second base, just because of how bad he was last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was so good in 2019. Yeah, and then you know, but every year in his career before that, he was like a 700 OPS guy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, was that a fluke? <laughs> I remember when he was a bad defender too. That's right. He was the worst. Was yeah, like, he was really awful. But now he's—I think he almost won a Gold Glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, all of a sudden, he like he turned into like a really plus defensive player. Yeah, yeah. Simeon's really turned a corner in his career. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to see it. You know, you don't like to see guys that just like fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm. But man, like, I really thought 2019 was a fluke. I mean, that guy just was could not hit before. And then also, oh. say, 30 home runs. <laughs> yeah. But now, now he's just been consistent with that. And hey, hopefully he keeps up with it. You know, I, I feel like I should look at his home away splits with that, <laughs> see if he's got that course field effect going on. Yeah, maybe. Um, what else do we have on the docket today? Well, it looks like we got Wander Franco's debut, debut, debut. <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, that that's great, you know. Just coming in, in his first game, hitting a game tying three run home run. Mm-hmm. I hope he comes up and just like hits like three fifty the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hoping for good things for the number one prospect in the MLB. Uh, it, it it's it's got to be a great feeling to do that in your first game. I mean. You've been waiting your whole life for it, and just to perform on the biggest stage, I think that's got to be a great feeling. Yeah, and he's, what, is he 20 years old? Uh, I think so, yeah. He can't even buy a beer, and he's already uh, <laughs> hitting game-time home runs. That's what they said about Soto uh, in the 2019 playoffs. Like, they, they ended up winning, and I don't even think he could win, uh, drink the celebratory champagne. Yeah, I think they would they bring in like the sparkling cider for them? Yeah, I think they brought in sparkling cider. <laughs> I wonder uh, what kind of jokes they're making in the clubhouse for the really young guys like that. <laughs> There's got to be some out there. Uh, also, uh, in this week's news, we got you, Darvish. He is the fastest pitcher to 1,500 strikeouts. You, uh, Darvish, has been very good in his many seasons in the MLB with uh, three three teams now. So uh, four? And- Four teams, yeah, right. He had the mm-hmm. Rangers, the Cubs, the Dodgers, and now the Padres. Um, did he go to the Dodgers? Was that a rental? Yeah, uh, I think he might have been a year and a half. He was there for the. It was. It was. It was. Um, for their World Series against the Astros, right? Yeah, right. yeah. The Astros still were stealing the signs off of him, and he got lit up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that.
1: Yeah. Jeez, there's some
0: guys that you just see in a uniform. And you're just like, wait, they played for him? I know. <laughs> uh, like who's uh the biggest one? I keep forgetting that uh, Zach Greinke played for the Brewers. Zach Greinke also played for the Angels. That's right. Yeah, Zach Greinke played for a lot of guys, but it's just there's some guys you see in a different uniform that are just that just doesn't come to mind. Oh yeah, like Mike or uh, Mike Piazza in a Marlins uniform. <laughs> yep, or uh, Pudge Rodriguez in a uh, whoa, who did he play for? Oh, I had it on the tip of my tongue. Marlins. Well. I think so. I think it was the Marlins. I th- yeah, I think he won the World Series with the Marlins. Like, like yeah, one year yeah, that sounds right. Um, what a, what was his name? Uh, played for the Yankees. Uh, he went to the Angels. Big oh, home run man. hitter. Japanese. Oh, uh, Hideki Matsui? Yes. Matsui, yeah, yeah. He played for the Angels for like a couple of years, and I was like, oh, he played for them too? Yeah, you know, if you had asked me if, if uh, Matsui played his entire career with the Yankees until now, I would have said yes. <laughs> I totally forgot he was on the Angels. Yeah, yeah. There's just many guys around the league like that uh, that you just don't think they ever go to another team. Yeah. And you know, he uh, it's Go ahead. I was going to say the Angels have a lot of those guys. <laughs> it feels like they pick up a lot of the guys at the end of their career. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have got, like, uh, Brandon Phillips. They picked him up for a year. or it, was, it wasn't even a year. It was, like, half a season. Yeah, that's... Yeah, man, I forgot... Brandon Phillips was big for a long time. Oh, yeah. And then he just fell off the face of a cliff. Um, <laughs> yeah. They might say that about Albert Pujols with the Dodgers, though. I don't know if the Dodgers are going to hype him up still, even after he's done with his career. Uh, if this is his last year, this might be his uh, swan song with the Dodgers. And uh, I don't know how they'll see him after I, that. I don't know. He, he's already got more hormones with the Dodgers than he does with the Angels. Mm-hmm. He's betting like, what, 270? Yeah, yeah. I do think that's mostly because they platooned him though. I think they've played him a little bit better than the Angels were able to. Yeah, 100%. And he's yeah. probably, you know, he's probably excited to go to a team that's in the playoff hunt. <laughs> that's got to be exciting, yeah. I mean, not that like the the Angels weren't supposed to be that this year, but they started playing better after he left, for sure. Oh yeah, both teams started playing better after the move, I think. Yeah. I... I'm really hoping that, you know, after Pool's left, it really you know, lit, a, uh, lit a spark for the Angels and that, you know, that they can play well enough until Mike Trout gets back and make that push at the end. That's what all Angels fans are hoping for. You think they can do it? They need pitching. That's my answer. They do need pitching. I think <laughs> they, I think you guys need to call up uh, Joe Dell with how well he's doing in AAA. Yeah, I just did a podcast with Todd the other day going over uh, Joe Adele and his stuff. And uh, I was at the A game not too long ago. And uh, personally, I don't think he's ready yet, but you can go oh. back and listen to that one. Uh, shameless plug to our last podcast. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got anything else for us today? No, I think that's a... Um, oh, yeah, we wanted to go over uh, maybe the Home Run Derby really quick. And then... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you were saying uh, beforehand that Shohei Otani is a go for the Home Run Derby. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be some majestic bombs in Colorado. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. (laughs) And then our other confirmation today was Pete Alonso. Oh, Pete Alonso is going to be in it. Yeah, yeah. Was he the one that beat Vlad Guerrero? He was. He beat him with, like, 15 home runs after Vladdy hit, like, 27 in the round before. But because of the way it's set up, he had to hit, like, like, Vladdy only hit, like, 12 in the final round or something like that. Oh yeah, and you only had to beat him by one. Yeah, and it was it. It just wasn't the show that we were all hoping for. That was what Jock Peterson and Vladi did in the round before that. Yeah, that's true. Man, Alonzo just looks like a polar bear, like out there. Like, he's just <laughs> gigantic. Oh yeah, big dude. But um, yeah, what do you what do you think the other guys will be? Who do you think the other people will be? I'm thinking. I was really hoping for for Vlad to do it, mm-hmm. and then he just you know, said he's not doing it. I'm hoping that. Tatis will do it but they probably won't let him do it with his shoulder yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't think so unless he gets healthy like a couple weeks before because that's, that's my uh, cut off before the all-star break you gotta be you gotta be ready to go before a couple weeks before yeah and I, I know there's that whole thing about where people feel like there's a drop off because people mess up their swing at the all-star break yeah I don't know if that's true or not but it'd be cool to see some of these guys maybe Acuna. how about you Oh, Acuna would be great. Uh, I I remember, like, you throw in a couple, like, B-tier players every once in a while in the uh, home run derby, (laughs) and they can be fun. Like, uh, Justin Bork, a few years ago, he was in the home run derby, and he was hitting tanks against Aaron Judge. Granted, he did lose that round, but that was really fun to see. Um, What about Matt Chapman? he hit, like, two home runs in the year he did play. I know. Uh, That was a little rough, because his dad couldn't hit the strike zone. That's right. Yeah, I remember um, that they hyped up his dad so much that Yeah. he could throw a strike. Yeah, that's got to be rough. Um, there's some other like underdogs that were in it. Like uh, I think Josh Bell was in it, wasn't he? I think you're right. Yeah, but I would love to see like Joey Gallo in there. Some guys that can hit some absolute moonshots. Oh yeah, Joey Gallo would be great, wouldn't he? I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a uh, Kyle Schwarber. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, you have to have a Colorado Rocky in there. You gotta have a home guy. I would love to see Trevor Story in it. Yeah, Trevor Story would be great. Do they have any? They got to have someone that's hitting home runs this year. Uh, Ryan McMahon. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's that's all you can go for. <laughs> I would love to see. I would love to see like a pure contact hitter get in the home run derby and actually like put up a fight. I think that would be really fun to watch. Yeah, who would be? Who'd be like a great contact hitter for that? Um, D Gordon. Put D Gordon in <laughs> yeah, the in the home run derby. Bring or him Billy Hamilton. It. <laughs> Billy Hamilton would be. Billy oh, Hamilton man. can't even hit for contact. Oh man! Or Tony Tony Kemp. Oh Tony Kemp. Tony Kemp's got some good bat speed. He does. He's he, got some sneaky pop. He could hit it out by like two feet. Barely, yeah, yeah. just barely. Especially in Oakland. I know. Jeez, but Oakland's of course- a dump yeah' if they're, if they're doing the home run derby and and course field they also need to bring out the old baseballs like just like really go for it <laughs> just go for metal bats you're gonna have to give some uh, helmets to the people in the stands if that happens i i mean I would totally watch metal bat home run derby that would be like hundred and twenty five mile an hour exit v lows yeah, that'd be amazing <laughs> It'd be like six hundred fifty foot home runs yeah yeah that would be that would be nuts. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for this first episode of the Halos in the Infield uh, Weekly Roundup. Uh, you're, you're good with everything, right? Yeah, that was great. I mean, it was fun talking. I was told to plug the uh, merch store, so go and buy something from our merch store. There's something for everybody. I just personally bought a blowpen shirt for the Angels. So check that out. Uh, it There's good stuff there. That's all I could say about it. There's good stuff there. I was not prepared for saying this just go check it out that's all i gotta say well uh we'll see you guys all in the next podcast thank you very much for listening or watching on youtube i don't know what kind of format you guys like but from me chase and andrew that's you you. that is me (laughs) that is you thank you all so much for watching and we'll see you next time